What a whale of a week. 25th ordination, celebration, birthday, all that going on. I'm tired. <laughs> Family in from Oregon, other friends from in Oregon trying to be there for them. And then when that happens, you know, you have these real high experiences. You can kind of get low because it's afterwards and everybody kind of goes away and you can kind of get down. So I had a wedding yesterday here and then coming back from the reception, I'm going down Rosecrans and I drive by Jack in the Box. Now, wait, wait, don't judge me, okay? I just, <laughs> my eating habits. I, I drive by Jack in the Box and I, I read the sign, open 24-7. I'm like, there's hope. <laughs> I want to talk today about something that I think is rarely talked about from people's leadership in the Catholic Church, but I think it's so important. And when I say this word, don't get all, oh my gosh, what, what are we talking about? I don't feel comfortable with this. But maybe you do. Maybe I do. Intimacy. I want to talk about intimacy. And the Lord is closer to us than we are to ourselves. And that's the way it's going to be in heaven. And that's what we're called to today as we read his word and eat his body and blood, this great intimacy. And we, we see that in the first reading today, don't we? So Abraham's out in tent in the desert. It's hot. And this mysterious story of three strangers, these three guests that he takes in, comes to him. So he's there, and he's in the tent, and they come to his door, and he literally runs to them and bows down before them, and he speaks to them. So you got three people, but he says, strangely, Sir... So you got three and then you got one. What does that sound like? Prefigurement of the Holy Trinity. And so I've actually talked about this painting before of Rublev, the, the Russian iconist that uh, he has painted this. I invite you to look at that painting, to Google it, and there's a lot of symbols there. So this Trinity comes before him and what, what does he do? He, he comes before these three strange people, and then this theophany, this is an experience of him, what does it cause him to do? He just goes, there's a flurry of hospitality. He gets frenzied and said, you know, let's kill the steer, the choice steer, and let's something to drink, and he waits on him hand and foot. And as I was praying that, what did that remind you of? Remind me of Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal, really, father. When his son comes home, kill the calf, you know, put the ring on, put his shoes on, because I'm going to be all out for him, because he's home. He's home. As I preach now, I say, welcome home. This is that. This is what this is about. And not only does he offer this incredible hospitality, and I would like to posit that the hospitality of God, the hospitality of the Father, once he experiences that, then once he experiences that, then he offers this incredible hospitality, but it comes from the heart of the Father. And granted, these travelers in this severe desert climate, they could have been dying. They could have been starving to death, but that's not even the point. More so, the point is that he is caring for them at the deepest level. And we support that and think about that and that intimacy today. You know how they always say the devil's in the details? I like to say God is in the details of the details. He's below the devil, because the devil's tricky. He's got details. He's got details on you, what you like, and then he lures you in, and then he leaves you high and dry and more desperate than before. And God is in the details, the details. So the devil's in the details. Okay, we're going to crucify this Jesus Christ. And then when he realized, oh man, God is in the details of the details. 
that I'm coming up against the living God. And then the eternal scream of defeat came forth when he experienced his defeat in the details of the details, and that's our God. I think about the details, I think about scriptures with, that talk about the intimacy of God and his details for us. Every hair on a head is counted. Now granted, that might be easier for God with some people who are follically challenged, but every hair on our head is known and counted. And then another one, Psalm 56, verse 8, he has recorded every tear in his book. He's recorded every tear that has dropped from your eyes to the ground. How intimate is that? He knows it. He's in it. He's through and through in it for us. And he who did not know sin was made to be sin. He became every sin that we could ever commit. Talk about intimacy. Talk about what he wants to, to do in our hearts and lives this day. I want to reiterate last week because it's just been working on my soul and God keeps bringing it up in prayer. I think we really need to get this down. I think we are doing great here. I hear about St. Charles all, all the time and people know each other here. You can't love that which you don't know. So it's all about knowing each other, not your theology, that's fine. And that's good. And the word of God, great, wonderful, but we got to go beyond that and knowing each other. Because you know why? I wrote in my bulletin article a week ago, there's a lot of loving going on here because there's a lot of knowing going on here. Who do you know in this church? Whose heart do you know? Whose heart have you revealed your heart to? Have you revealed your heart to Jesus? Have you revealed your heart to each other? Because that's what it's about. And it's only going to get better and greater and more beautiful than we are right now. And this place won't be able to hold all the people because they'll, they'll have intimacy. They'll have intimacy in their life. The intimacy that we're created for and that we're called into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit from all time. And I don't know about you, but I think we can do with an infinite dose of intimacy in our church. An infinite dose of intimacy in our world. Because we're so unintimate. And we're just using each other and throwing each other away in so many ways. So I want to go back to last week. And I propose this to you. Like Jesus comes into the church. He comes into the church today. And what does he do? He doesn't go to this pew and say, oh, there's a chip on this pew, or I really don't like the color up there. I don't like the, he comes right to you, and he focuses on you. He says, you are my intentional focus. You are the top, you're the apple in my eye, and I'm focused on you with an infinite love and affection and a relentless pursuit of you. And no matter where you go, if you even choose to go to hell, your own existential hell, I'm going to be there with you and for you. And I'm going to take away anything that takes you away from me. And I'm going to fill you with my life, the one life of Christ. And then you will be a saint. And then you will have what? Eternal life. The rich man asks, how can I have eternal life? This is what this is about, the church. We're about eternal life and receiving that now and enjoying that. As the Baltimore Catechism says, forever in heaven. The life of God. So we are his focus. So what he does, we do how he's gone before us, we enter into. Whose hearts do you know in this church? Whose hearts do I know? Where's the intimacy? Where's the real, that's the real presence. The real presence is intimacy. So, 
And particularly, that comes in suffering. There's different reasons for suffering. Suffering, we, we can offer that up for the good of others and be in union with them, and that's wonderful. But another big fruit of suffering is intimacy. So when I'm with a couple yesterday and we're in marriage prep and we talk about death or something big, there's intimacy there at the deepest level because that's where the intimacy comes in. It's in that suffering that God comes into that and we get really close. We've heard that quote before, right? Sufferings are the kiss of Christ. It's kind of like, it doesn't make sense. It's like this cognitive dissonance that it's like, wait, these are, but that's exactly where it happens. That's where the bigness and the greatness of God comes and he's with us. He says, I'm with you, I'm for you. A lot of times, I'm not gonna take it away. But then we jump to St. Paul who says, this is a momentary affliction. Your life, brothers and sisters, is a momentary affliction to the glory that is to be revealed to us in Jesus Christ. And this is what we believe in our faith as we're called to intimacy. Intimacy. In, to, me, see. In, to, me, see. And the only way that that's going to happen if you will humble yourself and make yourself vulnerable and say, into me see, I'm gonna share with you right now, let you see in me, because I'm living in isolation and loneliness and depravity of the Trinity and the life that God has for me to really see into each other. Why are we doing well here? Because we have that. Where are we on that process? Just beginning. God wants to give that to us in infinite measure without hesitation. That's called being a saint. That's called eternal life. That's what the lawyer and the scholar of the law was asking for last week. When we begin to share with Jesus our hearts and our lives, he says, I'm with you, I'm for you. Not going to maybe take this away, but this is a momentary affliction. And when he shares with us that he's been there, he became sin himself. He's got every tear counted in your life. He, he's numbered every hair. He's got that counted. He's noted it. He, he, he is fully in that and for that. If we allow him to be in that, then as we share with him, then he can share with us who he is, and then we can share that sharing. We can share that sharing. And notice, share. Not hitting somebody over the head and saying, you know, get there, you know, get it right, get your moral life right, but that we can share that. And that's what we're called to this day. Pope Francis urges us to move from our safe havens into the periphery, to the poor, to the immigrants, to the, the cast out. That's good and that's true. And we want to do that physically, but much more then physically, we want to go to the existential peripheries of each other's hearts and to look into each other's hearts and to share the suffering and the power of Christ and ours with them so that we can have intimacy. Into me, see. How well do we know each other? How little do we know each other in this parish? And when that happens, 
when we're connected on the level for our utter need of God in our suffering, then there'll be power and grace and resurrection. And that's what we're about. But until we're connected in that, we're isolated, we're dying. And Jesus is the exact opposite of that for us. I uh, studied Spanish in Morelia, Michoacan, Mexico, about 30 years ago. And I had a beautiful experience of intimacy, even though I'm not really good with language and trying to learn that language, you just go live with a family, they're not speaking any English. Was there six weeks, you know, and I supposed to become brilliant and fluent in Spanish in six weeks for the people I served. Last night we were there. They knew me. They knew my heart. They knew I like pizza. This is, I'm not dropping a hint for you to don't do that. They knew I like pizza and they knew I liked this song. Do, 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 do. And it was just this beautiful, you know, um, musical song, you know. And so where there's not like exactly a lot of pizza in Mexico, especially where it was, they went out and got pizza for me. And they played that song. And I wept. Because it's intimate. It was like, it's what I was created for. It was the hospitality of the prodigal father coming in and saying, I'm just so glad you're here. Kill whatever's like gonna make the best celebration. I'm gonna wait on you hand and foot forever. I think about that, you know, whatever food you like, you know, like, okay, we know this person likes pizza, but what kind of pizza? Where, what restaurant? How do they like it done? Just to the T, just to, to, to show that much love, to go over and above, just like Jesus and the Holy Trinity for all of us. Every detail. Devil's in the details, God is in the details of the details. Isn't it amazing to think of the God of the universe who has a big and busy job has recorded every one of your tears? All your pain. <laughs> Suffering. He's there. He's walking in this church this morning. He's looking you eye to eye. And he's saying, will you let me see you? And we can make the prayer, Jesus, Brothers and sisters, friends, into me see. We're so lacking of, of this in the church. We're just all by ourselves coming in here, maybe getting our hour in and who do you know here? Who knows you? There's so much more. It'll take an openness, a humility and time. It'll take hanging out not rushing off to these important things that I gotta do after mass today. Where are you going? Yeah, okay, what's that? Let's pray. I pray that our hearts would be touched now. Jesus, into me see. Into me, love. 
into me in the power of the Holy Spirit, bring the Father's hospitality. You have counted every tear that I have ever cried in my whole life, that I will cry. You counted that on the cross. Into me, see. Into me, love. Into me, heal and make me whole. Make me your saint here at St. Charles. St. Charles, pray for us that we may be a saint who loves God with all the devotion and ardor that you did while on earth. And Father, once I have received your hospitality, let me run to others and kill the calf and pour the drink and bow down and wait hand and foot for every detail of my sister's life, of my brother's life, that they may become healed and whole and that God you would be all in all your life your kingdom your power your glory your intimacy in to me see amen